This is the Tuesday, December 14th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We'll get you covered with some NBA and college hoops in and out in less than 10 minutes, like we always promised. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated elite fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined this morning by Tyler Fulgham. How are you, my friend? Doing really well on this Tuesday morning as a Rams fan. Uh, everyone was on the Cardinals, me included, last night on Monday Night Football. And when got word just a few hours before kickoff that Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Higby would be another couple bodies that would be out. Um, didn't like the chances for the Rams, but I think that showed uh, uh, that they are very much still in the thick of a, a contender in the NFC with that uh, victory on Monday night against Arizona. Yeah, they sure are. Big win for sure. Stafford played much better. And... Um... You know, this NFC top sort of tier is really wide open. We'll see, <laughs> yeah. we'll see who ends up with the one seed. Let's go to the NBA. All eyes on Madison Square Garden as Steph Curry is a couple threes away from history. Um, they're road favorites here at four and a half. So this number's trickled up a little bit. I still like Golden State. I mean, they're a legit contender. This team is so solid. We've obviously seen regression from the Knicks this year. It's getting up there, but, you know, I mean, look, they're trying to figure out their lineup and stuff. So I, I just feel like it's a little, uh, little, little, little too many moving parts for the Knicks right now. I'm going to lay it with the Warriors on the road, even back to back. But I think yesterday was a little bit of a look ahead to tonight. Yeah, I, I, if I had to pick a side, I would pick the Warriors. The Knicks are dealing with some um, rotation issues. Um, they're missing uh, potentially in this game. R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, um, Quentin Grimes. Um, they've been a little bit shorthanded, and even though the Warriors are on the second leg of a back-to-back, I, I would, if I have to pick a side, pick that side or pass. But I'm going to attack the total here. It's 212, which seems really low for a Warriors game. I'd go under that. First half total is 108. I would go under that as well. The Warriors are 19-7-1 and to the under this season. That is the only team in the NBA who's got an under percentage higher than 70%. Uh, so the market is usually inflated because you think Warriors, they play at a fast pace and Steph Curry and all these guys can score, but they also play a really great defense. So I think, uh, the, the average or, um, just, uh, average fan in the NBA thinks oh, there's gotta be an over team. No, they're actually the best under team in the NBA this season. And all the, although the Knicks defense, isn't what it was a season ago. Um, they certainly, um, could be challenged offensively with Draymond Green being able to lock up their fulcrum of their offense with all those absences in the rotation. Uh, most notably R.J. Barrett, who's someone who can facilitate offense. Uh, I'm not sure the Knicks are going to be able to score a lot in this game. I also think their defensive effort is going to be um, intense trying to hold Steph, I think in a futile effort, uh, uh, from breaking the record at Madison Square Garden. Um, But I also think this game is going to be choppy. When Steph breaks the record, they're going to stop and they're going to acknowledge him and they're going to, you know, there's going to be a big celebration. So the game is going to be choppy, I think, and there's going to be some intensity on the Knicks side. There's going to be some, maybe some lackadaisical uh, effort on the Warriors side. I don't know if you saw this, Doug, but their plane didn't land in New York City from Indy until like 4 or 5 a.m. this morning. Something crazy. They had a travel snafu getting out of Indy, trying to get to New York. So I'm just going to ride that trend. Uh, because there's, I think there's some uh, uh, factors that uh, portend to an under game here. Under 212, first half under 108. All right, interesting game uh, elsewhere in the Big Apple. You got Brooklyn, another borough, hosting Toronto, basically the same time. Now, the numbers come down a little bit. The re- main reason is Kevin Durant listed as questionable. Now, Harden rested yesterday, but this is obviously, I'm not, I can't play the game until I know the status of uh of, of 
Kevin Durant. By the way, I said yesterday they played two days ago in Toronto, but it's first in Detroit, but it's first game home against Toronto. Numbers five, would you get involved with anything here? Oh, yeah, I think the prop market is definitely ripe for the picking because not only is Durant questionable, the um, Brooklyn Nets this morning just put James Johnson, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeAndre Bembry, and Javon Carter on the COVID list. Paul Millsap and Joe Harris were already out. We know Kyrie Irving is not playing. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bodies out of the rotation. They may only have seven or eight players to play. Now, that may force Kevin Durant to come back and play in this game, but uh, some of the ancillary pieces um, have some soft numbers in the prop market because all of that production is now gone. First and foremost, I'm looking at Bruce Brown. Uh, With all those bodies missing on the perimeter, Bruce Brown is a big guard who can rebound and defend, and he should play 30-plus minutes. His rates jump up exponentially when all these guys are out. So I'm playing him over seven and a half rebounds at plus 115, over 19 and a half points assist and rebounds at minus 115. Patty Mills, especially if Kevin Durant doesn't play, is going to take on that tertiary, secondary or tertiary scoring role. So even if Durant is in there, I still think these are soft numbers. Over three and a half made three-point field goals at plus 140 or uh, over 13 and a half points at minus 125. Again, whether Durant plays or not, he's going to be relied on to score against this Raptors defense. Um, I also think Blake Griffin's going to be reintroduced to the rotation in a significant way. Haven't seen any props uh, posted for him yet, but I'd be anxious to see those and attack the overs there because I think those are going to be a little soft. Um, based on his recent um, removal from the rotation and the necessity to have him play um, some minutes, at least in the mid to upper 20s in this matchup. That's a lot. I mean, it's it's almost like you want to get involved with Toronto just to, you know, Ooh. see if you can get a huge line in case. That Might be my dog of the day, Doug. Might be my yeah. dog of the day. Well, it may not be a dog if Durant is scratched <laughs> by the time Fair our enough. show airs. But uh, interesting game in Portland here, Phoenix and Portland. Look, we know both teams struggling right now particularly Portland, but Dame is back. I have to take Portland with Phoenix without Aiton and Booker. That is just such a big, large missing piece. They lost by 16 yesterday at Staples. Now to fly up to Portland. And I've always said this about the Suns team. They're perfectly assembled with all their complementary pieces and the three and D guys. Everything. But if guys are out, they just don't, it, it just really hurts them more than it hurts others, so to speak, especially if Booker can get easy buckets. I'm going to lay the point, point and a half here. Uh, actually, I'm going to take it with Portland. Uh, they've been really struggling. We know that, but I like them here against Phoenix. Yeah, the uh, Suns, like the Brooklyn Nets, they got five important guys out of the rotation right now. Frank Kaminsky, Abdul Nader, Dario Saric, and then, of course, the aforementioned Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. So in this matchup coming off a kind of embarrassing loss against the Clippers without Paul George, um, I'm going to attack the prop market, and I think Chris Paul is going to um, be inspired to uh, put forth a good game. He usually rises to the occasion of the opponent and matched up against another all-star like Dame Lillard. I think that's going to bring the best out of Chris Paul. I also want to play him over 16 and a half points, minus 115 with Booker and eight and out. Someone's got a score and Paul is the uh, deadliest score they have left by far. And he's got an easy matchup against Dame Lillard. He's not a good defender at all, uh, as great as he is offensively. Then uh, JaVale McGee, haven't seen these posted yet, but uh, his points, assist and rebounds, his points and rebounds, his blocks, his steals, uh, he's going to be a great daily fantasy play uh, with no Aiton. Uh, his minutes should be up and secured with also no Kaminsky as well, who's another big that can get into that rotation. They'll need McGee on the floor when Yusuf Nurkic is out there, even though Nurkic doesn't play you know, more than 28 to 32 minutes. Uh, I- I'm imagining that the Suns will try and match McGee against Nurkic because that's the only guy they have with size to battle someone like Big Nurk. So once McGee is posted, I have a feeling those are, again, going to be numbers that are a little bit too soft uh, given the role that we can expect for McGee in this particular matchup. 
All right, good stuff. You have a couple college plays before we say goodbye to the people. Yeah, this Memphis team that Penny Hardaway assembled uh, is kind of falling apart here a little bit. They've lost four games in a row, including losses to Georgia and Ole Miss. They welcome Alabama to Memphis tonight, and Bama's one of the better teams in the country, top 10, just coming off wins against Houston and Gonzaga. And this line almost seems a little fishy. Like Bama's only laying three and a half, four. If you can get the three and a half, find that. It's four at Caesars right now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it with Bama on the road here. Memphis, they've been disappointing, losing four straight. They don't have a point guard to ignite all that, off, all that talent that Penny Hardaway has brought in. I don't like that against Alabama's defense, and that's quite ironic considering their head coach is one of the most talented point guards to ever play the game in Penny Hardaway. So I think Bama defensively can uh, keep Memphis kind of in a um, state of uh, – um, a little bit of chaos and, and the struggles will continue. Could be a fifth straight loss here for Memphis. So I'll lay the four with Alabama. All right. Good stuff. Okay. That's uh, all I got. I got no plays to pass along from college. Like I usually do with, with my people, so to speak, uh, unfortunately, but we, we'll have some stuff later for daily wagers, six Eastern. We're also going to talk some NFL. Joe is off, but Aaron Dolan is in. So we'll have a good, uh, good discussion, good stuff. Looking ahead to some bowl games as well. All right. We'll see you. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'll